0: LinkedIn literally was the way to connect with anybody across the world and make that a meaningful connection and a meaningful relationship.
1: Are you a community leader who's looking to really build your community through the power of email? It's the first chance you have to get in front of the right people, and you should make the most of it. So many community leaders take the template approach, and you've lost your community before they've even found you. How about Crafting the Perfect Welcome Series instead? You can grab my guide, Crafting the Perfect Welcome Series, at theaudienceconverter.com slash giveaway. Discover the tips and tactics I use to help my clients get up to an 80% open rate. When people open those first few emails, they're more likely to continue opening your messages, engaging, and buying from you. Build your community the right way with a welcome series that converts. Grab your copy I've got another exciting episode in store for you on today's episode of the Audience Converter Podcast. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, your host, conversion copywriter, and marketing strategist. Today we're going to be talking about one of those social networks that most people know they should be using, but they're not really sure how to do it best. And to help me talk about this, we're going to be talking about LinkedIn, and I've got America's leading authority on LinkedIn, Rhonda Scher. Rhonda is an authority on LinkedIn, business networking, and relationship marketing. She has spoken for hundreds of organizations across the country, sharing her knowledge and expertise. She has cracked the code for leveraging LinkedIn and mastering the art of business networking. As an international best-selling author of Converting Connections to Cash and Relations to Revenue, as well as the ABCs of LinkedIn, Get LinkedIn or Get Left Out, and the Two Minute Networker. Obviously, Rhonda knows her stuff about LinkedIn and how to use it properly, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the show. Rhonda, thank you so much for being here today.
0: Oh, I'm so happy to be here today, Kimberly. Thanks for inviting me.
1: All right. Well, we're going to dive right on in. You know, LinkedIn is one of those things I keep hearing. You got to be on LinkedIn. You got to be on LinkedIn. But then it's kind of like, well, how do I use it? Is it the same as other social networks? So before we dive into how to use LinkedIn, I would love to know, you kind know, of, what was your journey to becoming this LinkedIn expert?
0: <laughs> well, you know, Kimberly, it's actually kind of funny because I was one of those people that grew up with children should be seen and not heard. Right. And then I end up becoming a speaker. And along my journey, I was actually a paralegal for many, many years. And what's interesting about being a paralegal is that you learn to connect the dots and use logic. And LinkedIn is very similar in that way. So I jumped out of the corporate world and went into becoming a serial entrepreneur, writing my first book called The Two-Minute Networker back in 2007. And as soon as LinkedIn came out, I became one of the users. And what I found was that LinkedIn literally was the way to connect with anybody across the world and make that a meaningful connection and a meaningful relationship. And I personally used that vehicle when, um, after 28 years, I got divorced and I had to figure out a way to actually make money because I pictured myself as one of those supermarket greeters. and. Literally within a year of using LinkedIn, I had created a six-figure business. And then I figured out that it was a system. And it was very simple. It was a system of how do you present, how do you prospect, and ultimately, how do you profit? So that's what I've been doing, literally. Oh, well, by the way, the best part of the story is I did end up remarrying my ex-husband. So I have that husband, husband, didn't have to change my name, and the kids are ours. And I have been teaching people probably since 2000. Seven, how to actually leverage that platform, you know, and the journey had a lot of ups and downs, but the theme through all of it was just being a connector and connecting with people and making meaningful relationships. Wow, that does sound like quite the interesting journey,
1: and you know I do think that a lot of people. Kind of see LinkedIn in the wrong way, right? You talked about using it as a way to connect with people, being a connector, and you listed uh, three different things that we're going to be talking about during this episode. But can you tell me a little bit about what has your experience been with what people's misperceptions are about LinkedIn?
0: Well, first of all, they think of it as a place to find jobs, and it is. It absolutely is. It's a great place if you're a recruiter or you're a job hunter. But the misconception is that it's an amazing place if you happen to be a business owner, a coach, a consultant, somebody who has a service. Maybe you're in insurance or in venture capital, real estate. It doesn't matter. It's a platform where you can tell people who you are, what you do, the services you offer, why people work with you, the results that they get and very easily how to reach you and even what awards you've won and what education you have. So the misperception is that it's just for job hunters. It's not. It's for absolutely everybody that's looking to grow their sphere of influence or even become an influencer.
1: I think that is definitely one of the biggest misperceptions I've come across is that, oh, well, I'm not looking for an employer therefore linkedin's not the right place for me because I am you know i 'm an entrepreneur i'm not looking to to join somebody else's nine to five structure, but uh, I like what you were talking about how it's it's a great place for business owners and service providers in particular. Can you tell me a little bit about how you can present who you are and what you do the right way on LinkedIn?
0: Well, it first starts with the profile and One of the best things that you can do is to make your branding consistent on LinkedIn with how you're showing up on other platforms, whether that be your website, Facebook, Instagram, it doesn't matter. So what you wanna do is make sure that you have a banner that's consistent with who your branding is, that you have a headline that doesn't just tell people your job title, but it tells people what it is that you do. So that when people search on LinkedIn, they search the way they search on Google. So just as an example, if you happen to be looking for a divorce attorney in Orange County, California, what you might put under your headline, instead of just putting divorce attorney or owner of XYZ law firm, you might put certified family law attorney specializing in custody, dot, 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 in and then put the geographic area, so if somebody were to be searching for you, whether it be as the end user or potentially as a referral partner, that headline has keywords in it that will get you found and then the other parts are when you have the about section, make sure your first three lines in your about section are written in a way that capture the visitor's attention, and it tells them what is it that you offer and who do you offer it to so that they'll continue to read more in that section. Those are the main things that you want to do. And also make sure you have your contact information. I can't tell you how many profiles I look at and there's no email, there's no website, there's no phone number, there is no way to contact this person. And yet, They're on there because they want to connect with you. So you need to find, you need to make sure that you are visible and connectable with. That
1: is a really great point. Something that I hadn't really thought about because when I first made my LinkedIn profile, people were telling you, don't put your email up there because, you know, then you're going to get a ton of spam. But it is really important. And it's one of those things that I tell my clients to do with their websites, right? You need to make sure that people can find a really easy way to get in touch with you. But on social networks like LinkedIn, it's really important as well, since it's the purpose is to connect with people. You want to make it as easy as possible, because the more steps somebody has to jump through to get in touch with you, the less likely they are to
0: do it. That's so true. And you know, most people don't realize how to set their privacy settings so what happens is if you don't know how to set them you'll actually be sending people away from your profile because linkedin's default is that i don't know if you've ever noticed this on a profile but it says well people also viewed so if they looked at you then their linkedin is going to say well you might want to go look at all these other people well if you've worked that hard to get them to your profile the last thing you want to do is show them how they can go visit other people that are like you. And that's a simple privacy setting that most people don't realize you should be turning off.
1: I did not know that and will definitely be hopping off uh, <laughs> this interview and turning that off for sure.
0: Absolutely.
1: So we've talked about, you know, making sure that your headline is really in tune with not only your job title, but also kind of like the benefit that you give. So after you're making sure that your profile is the right image that you want to put on LinkedIn, what is the next step to using it?
0: So once you have your profile complete and you want to make sure that you do have recommendations that are current and that you have your skills listed and that you're endorsed for them, the next step is actually making those strategic connections. So you want to always personalize your connection request. So it might be something like, hi, Kimberly, we met at, I noticed we share mutual connections and we both are interested in X. It would be great to connect with you and learn how we might be a resource for one another. And then once that connection request is accepted, and most of the time it will be when you send a personal connection request with it and your profile is done. Then once you accept, then the next step is to send a thank you message with some kind of information in it. So it might be, thanks Kimberly for accepting my LinkedIn connection request. Let me tell you a little bit about what I do. Love to know more about what you do, and then have a call to action. And the call to action could be, here's a link to jump on a free discovery call with me, Here's a free video that I put together. Maybe you want to send them to a webinar where they'll learn something, but you want to keep the dance going so that there's an interaction after the connection request is made. That's one way. Another way is posting. And one of the things I think that people forget about is that if you post every day, when 80% of what you post is just motivational, inspirational, And 20% is related to what you do. You're going to get more engagement with that and also making sure that the people that are in your newsfeed, you like what they're posting, you comment, and you share how you're going to grow your audience. Very similar to with a podcast. You want to grow your listener audience, correct?
1: Absolutely. It's always really important to, you know, make sure to have that balance. And I've heard the 80/20 rule before, not quite described that way. But, you know, one question I do have is you said, you know, as soon as you get that connection to send some kind of resource, but one of those was to immediately ask to get on a call. Is there a point where it's too early to ask for something like that?
0: Yeah, it there is. And it really just depends on, you know, what it is that your product or service is. So, what you can do is just thank them for accepting your connection request and possibly just set you know inviting them if they'd like to you know look at something that's relevant to them that has nothing salesy with it. And then, you know, after that, you can continue the conversation to possibly inviting them to jump on a call with you. And again, the magic words that I use are, you know, if you're open, let's have a virtual cup of coffee and make it in the no sale zone. So they know they're not going to be sold to. Then people are much more willing to jump on a call and, you know, get to know you, especially when you say, listen, it's a 15 minute call. We're not going to sell anything, but let's just get to know one another because I found that oftentimes what I can do is, oh my gosh, I need to refer you to and I'll end up referring them to somebody and we never do business which is totally fine but I'm the resource I'm that go-to person and if you can position yourself as a resource then people are going to want to interact with you even more i love that approach because it's you know
1: it's very low key it's you know it gives them the opportunity to say yes or no but it also lets them know that You really are just interested in learning more about them. I've definitely used many different methods on LinkedIn for reaching out and saying, hey, you know, I just like to get to know my connections more. But I do think that so many people have given a bad reputation to LinkedIn, right? Where, you know, I've definitely gotten those invitations where we connected. And then like the next thing I know, they're sending me their entire sales page for whatever they're selling. And I'm like, "Uh, okay, no thanks. So being able to say, you know, look, we're not going to be selling. This is a no sales zone. I think being really clear about that is a great way to, to really build that connection and let people know that you really are just interested in having a quick chat.
0: And, you know, a lot of times what will happen is when somebody gets on the phone, they'll say, well, I'd like to know more about what you do and how I work with you. And what I recommend is basically say, you know, this was really a just a get to know you call. If, that, if you'd really like to know more about how to work with me, let's set up another call. But integrity is my number one value and this is not a sales call. So let's set up another call because I really set this up so we could just get to know one another.
1: That is fantastic. And it's also another way of continuing that relationship and continuing that connection to, to keep the conversation going, as you were saying. So we've talked about you know, how to make sure you have the right profile in place to get the right people and how to reach out and connect with people. What is the, the next step for, for using LinkedIn properly?
0: So this is kind of a little bit of a secret that people don't know. When you're posting, yeah, this one's fun. So when you're posting on LinkedIn and you know, you're posting with pictures, with video, or you're posting something that's inspirational, motivational, you're using the hashtags. What you want to do is take a look at who's actually liking, resharing and commenting on your post. Because what that does, and I've had this is kind of a, a, a just a freak thing. I think I had reshared a post that somebody I follow put up, um, and it was a post by Mark Cuban from Shark Tank. And I just loved what it said. It had a picture of Mark Cuban, so I reshared it with a question, put my hashtags, and I'm over now 11,000 views of that one post up to almost 400 likes and over 20 reshares. Now, how do you take that and convert that into conversations? What I do is I use video because I just think it's a little bit more personal. So I might send you a video if you were the one that liked it. And I would say, hey, Kimberly, we've been connected for a while. Thanks so much for liking the post on Mark Cuban are you a shark tank fan too love to know what you've been up to learn more about what your business is and again jump on a no sales zone call because if you took the time to actually like a post that i put up whether i reshared it or it was original then it gives me a reason to say wow we already have something in common We're both either positive, like-minded individuals. You like Mark Cuban. Maybe you like Shark Tank. And you know what? If you do that, you'll have your calendar full all day long. And again, integrity being the number one value, make sure it's not a sales call and say, I'd like to know more about what you do. Tell me about who your ideal clients are. Maybe I can introduce you to somebody.
1: I love that approach. And uh, it's not something I've thought about before because- you know, uh, the, they tell you that interaction and engagement is so important when talking about social media, but they don't really tell you like how to actually make that happen or what that looks like. So I love this step-by-step process for, you know, making sure that you're giving value to people, making sure it's not all about you, not all about business all the time, but also being able to to provide that that no-strings-attached outreach and let people know that, hey, you saw that they took the time to interact with you and you'd love to to repay that time and interact with them.
0: Absolutely. And you want to make sure that you like their posts and you know, there's a lot of strategies that you can implement tagging people appropriately. One of the things that I teach is something called 10 before 10. And what that is, is touch 10 people before 10 AM. So if you're really looking to leverage LinkedIn and keep your calendar full Again, because a lot of times you're just going to be that person who's going to refer somebody. I know a great guest for your podcast, or I know somebody that's looking exactly for the services you have. You're positioning yourself in a way that you're top of mind, and all you really need to do is be very consistent. So every day 10, before 10 a.m., touch 10 people, whether that's a phone call. Whether that's a message or if you've taken them on from LinkedIn into your email with permission, maybe it's an email, but it's 10 touches a day every day before 10 AM.
1: Wow. That is really powerful. And I like that you you gave a time frame for that because it is true that you've got to hit people when they're in the right place to receive that message. And, you know, first thing in the morning, it's a really great time to aim for. So we've talked about making sure that you're present and that talking about prospecting. And I know that the other part of your system is profiting
0: from LinkedIn. So can you tell me a little bit about that? So the profiting comes when you've developed a relationship. And I like what you said about, you know, you you know, why would you want to put your email because people are going to try and sell you and they will. So profit comes when you've developed relationships and, you know, it's kind of like that relationship bank. You always want to make the deposits before you make the withdrawals. So what I believe it is, is saying to somebody, how can I help you? What can I do? You know, is there somebody that I can introduce you to? Is there a resource that you need? And what happens eventually is they're going to get very curious about you and what you do. And another way also is when somebody says, oh my God, that was so helpful. That was amazing. Ask them to write a recommendation for you on LinkedIn. Because where the profit comes in is really reaping the rewards of your relationship. And what you'll find is that the more you give, the more you get. My favorite words, and I'm always quiet at the end of a conversation because I oftentimes give away a consultation. You know, let's have a discovery. Let's take a look at your profile. And then I just get very silent and they say, well, how do I work with you? And that's where the profit comes. So if you can get the appointment, and again, using the messaging, the posting, the interaction, using a calendar program, I promise you, profit will come. I have clients that are doing 10, 20, 30, even $50,000 in a month from LinkedIn without being salesy. Wow, that's such a
1: really powerful way of looking at it because it is true that you have to put in all of that work beforehand before you can turn to the last part, which is profit. And I know a lot of people are kind of in the mindset of, well, you know, I don't want to give away too much or, uh, you know, it, it just takes so much time. And it's one of the the struggles I have with clients is so many of them are like, well, I want to get onto social, but I don't want to do anything with it. And I have to, you know, <laughs> try and explain. It's like, you know, social media is meant to be interactive and it has to be you doing that interaction to build up your business and to build up your connections because that's where the value comes from is the relationship that you create and you've talked about so many great ways to use linkedin and how to make sure your profile is right and stands out and you know how to how to do that outreach and how to do that messaging so all of those are really great things but you know we're almost out of time here so i would love to know what is the one action step people need to take right after listening to this episode
0: what i would suggest they do is go to a friend who knows what they do and ask them to look at their linkedin profile and say if somebody referred me to you based on this profile, nothing else, would you do business with me? Because what most people, the majority of them, not everybody, would say, I don't think so. I know what a superstar you are, but I probably wouldn't. Because what I what I say about is people are in what's called witness protection. They're best kept secrets, right? So if your profile does yeah, so if your profile does not accurately reflect who you are and what you do, then do one of two things take it down or fix it, optimize it. And I'll just tell you one very quick story about why this is so powerful. I have a client that was up for a $30,000 event planning engagement with a pharmaceutical company. And she was told that they were going to be looking at LinkedIn as the primary verification for the candidates that were, you know, applying for this particular consulting engagement. She hired me to do her LinkedIn, and she was positioned in such a positive way that she did get that 30000 engagement. So the thing that most people don't realize is maybe they, they know how much business they're not getting directly, but what they don't know is how much business they're losing because of the way they're showing up. So take a look at how you're showing up. Get feedback from people and say, is this really what I do? people really know what I do, who I do it for, what other people think of me? Is it an accurate reflection of the superstar you are? Because if it's not, it's like walking up to the ATM machine, putting in your card and all day long walking away without your $20 bill.
1: That is a great analogy. And it's so true because so many of us, we're really close to what we do. And we know all the things that Arch know about whatever it is that we do. When we ask somebody else to, you know, give us feedback about how we explain things, we realize that we're using terms or we're using language or, or we're not conveying our message the right way so that people really know how we can help them. So I love that that action tip about asking a friend to give you feedback uh, because also from coming from a friend, you know they want you to succeed as well so you know whatever they're telling you is uh, probably really, really powerful and really true of the people who are stumbling upon you and who are strangers. So Rhonda, I want to say thank you so much for coming on to the show. And uh, if people want to learn more about
0: you and what you
1: do, uh, how can they get in touch with you?
0: Well, they can go to my website, which I know you'll have the link. It's just rhondashur.com and they can get a copy of the complimentary LinkedIn planner on there. Or they can actually send me an email and um, or we can connect on LinkedIn. And the email, the best email to use is LinkedInDiva at gmail.com.
1: Definitely a LinkedIn diva. And you should all reach out to LinkedIn diva at gmail.com. And of course, uh, check out uh, Rhonda's website. And uh, of course, you know, the the one social media to connect with is on LinkedIn because that's where she works her magic. And all of those links will be in the show notes, of course. And Rhonda, I want to say thank you so much for coming on, for sharing your wisdom and sharing your time with us. And I really appreciate it. Thanks. It's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.